to say hey hi hoy welcome bonjour annyeong salam kamachoba bom dia nyadibulela ngapha ngasinzansi africa siyabonga hola como estás begin as you face will still be here joined at the so my first question for you is do you think you have any bias Ooh, that's really interesting. Um I was going to do the cough out of say everyone has bias. Um I'd say like previously I had much more bias than I have today. But I think it's almost impossible to live without having or accumulate any bias. But I think it's definitely an interesting journey addressing the biases that you have and kind of understanding how they shape your your perspective. Yeah, um I would say yeah, <laughs> everyone does have some semblance of bias. I think it is very natural to the human condition. Um I don't think I have that much bias, or at least I don't think I have any racial bias by any means. I actually did like the Harvard, you know that like Yeah, yeah, you made us do it. I remember the other <laughs> yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And I did it when I was like um 16 and it was like a slight preference towards like white people and I was like oh shit I had this like preference to black people mm. yeah and then I did it again like a, a year or two ago mm. um and it was like it was either leaning more towards black people or it was in the middle I can't remember but I was like very gassed yeah um can bias be separated into good or bad or is this a harmful idea do you think I mean obviously there's a clear dichotomy between good bias and bad bias right um but at the same time I'm I'm lucky like processing the question because I'm slightly disagreeing with myself. Um I think that's a really interesting question and it calls for some nuanced takes because I think good and bad bias what does that mean? Um good bias I'd assume is like a positive attribute kind of imposed upon a community and bad um bias is a negative attribute imposed upon a community, right? But I think they both have bad effects. in that like for example the modern minority myth when you impose that bias that this community is hard working blah, blah 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 and then members of that community don't succeed or don't do as well you automatically like kind of subject them to like harsh judgment which isn't fair i think there are natural biases natural reactions that we have to protect us and keep us safe and those may not be racialized biases those just may be like well if you see someone charging towards you with a knife you should probably run and that's like a form of bias that's a reaction um to protect yourself um but largely i think biases based on identity are quite harmful yeah definitely i do think like so like what you were saying when it comes to stuff like the model minority myth that's obviously something that's both i guess advantageous when you are part of that community and you are kind of viewed as being very capable but also a negative when it comes to the amount of opportunities that might be awarded to you compared to another group of people mm. um or the fact that you might then be compared to someone who is part of that group and um told that whatever is- issue that you have or like say you're someone who's who talks a lot about like systemic or institutionalized racism um it would be very easy for someone else to be like oh well you clearly are able to do this because someone else is also able to succeed mm-hmm. like here is this i guess let's say asian person who got into harvard and they came from a poor background so clearly racism isn't an issue for you because 
clearly if someone can do it, why can't you? Do you know what I mean? I think also um, there's another example of how um, with that bias, certain communities are harmed and prevented from accessing, for example, affirmative action or things that are meant to create equality of opportunity because it's assumed they don't need it. And that completely Mm -hmm. ignores the intersections of things like class-based inequality, for example. So I think it can definitely be really harmful in that sense. Do you think kind of going on from that, it's the responsibility of society or an individual to confront their bias? I think um, I remember being on this um, podcast and I was speaking about there being three levels of um, change in a sense. So there's the individual level, the community level and then the institutional level. And I think they're all equally as important, right? Because individuals interact within communities who shape institutions and so forth. Um, And there's obviously various other ways they interact with each other. But I think individually you have a lot to confront with yourself um, because each person is going to have different degrees of different types of bias. And then as a community, more should be done to recognize how certain um, groups and associations may increase or act as a force to reduce bias. And then there's an institutional level where actually jobs and schools and curriculums and opportunities can shape and prevent bias. So I think it can't be just one. There needs to be a holistic and comprehensive realization and then action against change. Yeah, definitely. Against change, against bias. (laughs) Against bias. Um, Yeah, definitely. I think that especially when it comes to stuff like institutions like schools or even like healthcare, when it's something that affects such a massive group of people it is I think the responsibility of those institutions to kind of change or like counter that by maybe so for example in medical school making sure that there is enough um, being done or said about how different conditions may affect someone who is a person of color um, to make sure that then when they when these medical students become doctors and they um, are introduced to these patients they're able to help them as effectively as possible absolutely and same with like schools where it's like you have all of these kids who are coming from a range of different backgrounds not just like white kids from like poor backgrounds or like successful backgrounds you'll also have like black kids who are the same where there is a very diverse kind of experience of every individual child and for there to be teachers that kind of negatively impact a child's confidence or their ability to do well in school because they have these preconceived notions of what their future is going to look like only really does harm to them as individuals but also society because individuals make up that society and that is the future absolutely so that goes on to my next question which is in what ways have you personally been affected by bias that's a very good question um so I think the first, like one of the biggest examples, right, is when you're impacted by bias, for example, racial bias, you're aware of that. And that also changes how you interact in certain environments, because I'm always aware that there could be someone being like racially discriminative towards me. Um, and so, for example, it's that constant being aware that yeah I'm a black girl a lot of the time is very hard but also being in professional environments and how I choose to present myself for example I literally panicked when I saw smart casual um for this uh event I was going to at a law firm because I was like 
what does that mean? And I literally just went in professional attire, how I style my hair, how I do different things really changes that. But also that constant, oh my gosh, you're so articulate for a black girl or you're really pretty for a black girl. Like all of these weird um, microaggressive, I think they're overtly racist in ways, but you know, phrases that people will say to you that remind you of the one thing you're always aware of, that you are the other. Um, so I think bias impacts how you perceive yourself. And it took a long time for me to unlearn a lot of that um, internalized um, racism, which I was using as almost a barrier to protect myself from what people say. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I mean, I would say that I'm still in the process of like, oh, I'm absolutely still in the process. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like sometimes I feel like there is an expectation for me to like be a certain way, as if I represent like, all black people Mm. or like even when it comes to like the way that I dress I feel like there's still like a standard for black women and I'm just like go away please yeah (laughs) leave me alone um but yeah I think I'm definitely still unlearning that um and I think everyone kind of has a responsibility to do what they can to unlearn the bias that they have um especially when it's bias that affects other people so again like what you were saying about people being like you're pretty for a black girl they should know that that's a weird thing to say. Mm. Um, and it should be their responsibility to then read and be like, and like, just like understand. But then I guess they won't really know unless they're called out for it, but then it's not our job mm. to educate them. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a massive circle. Do you think that black women and men are affected differently by racial bias? And if so, in what ways? I'd say absolutely looking at that concept that is so integral to understanding axes of oppression in the 21st century and that being intersectionality um, there are different things that impact men and women based on the identity society has constructed for men and women and then it goes even deeper when it's black men and black women right so for black men there are so many being that they're criminals they're lazy um they're dangerous to society um they don't care about schools all they'll do is be footballers and rappers and that kind of stuff and obviously it's restrictive to their identity and it's so harmful because people just assume what a black man is going to be like before he even gets to introduce himself right then obviously for black women that we're too aggressive that we're not attractive enough that we can't be so you see that new um not soft life, but the soft black girl thing, like the black girl who does cottage core and whatnot, I think is a direct reaction to how black people have prescribed and I black people, how people have prescribed an identity for black women, right? There's also the fact that black women are stronger than they actually are. And that's been really harmful in things like, just like you mentioned previously, healthcare, where black women are more likely to die of childbirth by a certain number of a percentage which is incredibly harmful. So yeah, there are things that impact black men and women together. Like for example, being deemed as less than and subordinate purely because of their race. But then there are things that distinguish that. um, There are distinct type of experiences that both face. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I do think that obviously when it comes to intersectionality, you're not just like a black person, but you're also a woman. And that comes with its own kind of bag of experiences that are going to be very different to that of men. And I do think that colorism also comes into it when it comes to like, again, like the the hyper-masculinization of darker people 
And so that ties into black women, especially dark skinned black women being seen as more aggressive um, and being strong. Um, yeah, and I think it's definitely something where it's, where more conversations should be had and also a lot more nuanced conversation. And like conversations with an outcome, I think, because I think often we talk a lot and it's like, they are things that you can do to change mm-hmm. it, to like dismantle the fact that these ideas exist in society and we should put more of an effort into like creating those changes. And to be honest, I think a lot of that work comes from within the black community because if we as the black community in the UK specifically, for example, came together and just like reaffirmed each other's identities and differences, we'd be much stronger in the face of institutional and societal um, discrimination, right? But I think also within our communities, we're almost comforted and used to these oppressive ideas on how you should act as a black girl or a black um, boy or a black person of any identity, right? And that in itself reinforces the problems that we face by wider society. So there's a lot of work that also needs to be done within the community to realise how we have internalised and reinforced the problems that we seek to change. Yeah, I think also when we talk about stuff like, so you're talking about children and how a lot of um, black boys are assumed to want to go into like football and um, like rapping. And we have to think about the fact that that is the representation that they see, that that is what they're exposed to, where they're like, okay, well, there's this person that looks like me. I want to do that. And I think we do also need like more examples within like news within like um a social media and also just like I guess educational space where people can be like okay here is this other career where I see people like me Mm. I want to do that and it's been so interesting seeing the backlash for the little mermaid Mm. um considering that like it's almost like at least this one time we get a black character that doesn't turn into a frog for the whole movie, you know? (laughs) And everyone's so mad about it. Everyone's so up in arms when in reality, there shouldn't really be a problem. Mm. Um, So I think there's a lot of introspection that needs to happen. But like you said, there's a lot of stuff that happens beyond the community in terms of bias and identity and how that is largely destructive and harmful to our community. Yeah, definitely. It's also with The Little Mermaid, the fact that everyone's like, oh, but like, it's not realistic. It's a mermaid. It's a mermaid. (laughs) It's a mermaid. Literally. Um, But yeah, thank you guys for joining in with the second episode for this series. Um, If you have any opinions that you want to share, let us like email us or like respond. send an email send a dm (laughs) send a dm to the instagram or an email if you have any opinions about what was said or like other ideas um or even if you disagree with anything but yeah thank you for listening to this episode tune into the next one see you guys bye